0: I pressed record now.
1: Okay. Episode 120. Let's try this again since we've already tried to record this once and Stephen didn't have it recording.
0: Yeah, so steven has been wrong three times today Stephen's now. Stephen's
1: been wrong three times today. First was the BMW Z3, which you're going to hear about in today's episode. Today's episode, though, is on what, Stephen? Opinions.
0: Whose opinions, opinions matter and whose don't and why do opinions matter and what should you do with opinions and blah, 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 blah. Opinions. Blah, 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 blah. Opinions. Ready? Go! <laughs> yeah. So um, check it out. It's episode 120. 120. And. Big Things in the Works. We do got big things in the works. So. Episode
1: 120. Opinions. Here we go. Boom.
0: All right, Benny Boo. The mics are hot. They are hot.
1: Welcome to episode 100. One twenty. One two zero. One two zero. Yeah. Well, welcome to Ordinates Extraordinary. My name is Ben Clunt. This is my Scottish friend Stephen Brown. We just had lunch at an Irish pub. It was good. Yeah,
0: Sean Lunches O'Donnell. A little
1: salty, but it was good.
0: <laughs> You're a little salty. <laughs> yeah,
1: depends on the day.
0: The last thing I ever want to hear when we're about to go live is Ben say to me. I'm a little goofy today. I don't know how this is going to (laughs) go. And then I think on it, and I'm like, actually, when he's a little goofy, when we're both a little goofy, sometimes that's the best content we get.
1: Yeah, sometimes that's the best content. Steven's got a headache, too, so we'll see. Talk
0: really loud! It's starting to go. I don't know. It just came from nowhere. Probably not enough water. Yeah,
1: dehydration. Man, isn't it crazy what dehydration will do to your body and just your mental capabilities?
0: Yeah, but I'll live. I've had a sore head before, and I didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is Ben is attempting to try and prove me wrong, and I'm 100% right. He's yes. telling me it was a BMW, and I'm saying it was a Mazda.
1: It we saw a car. You even yourself said, no, that wasn't a Mazda when we were sitting there. It wasn't a BMW either. It was a BMW Z3. It, it was a yellow BMW Z3. It did
0: not have the front fender little cutouts. It didn't have any of the the, the, the back light cluster was not correct. It was not BMW. It was. I can't believe you're you're arguing with me about German cars.
1: I can't believe you're arguing with me about cars in general.
0: Yeah. What do you know about German cars? You drive Mercedes. Those are like the, the frigging redheaded stepchild of German cars. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Mercedes. <laughs> I have a lot of cars. Yeah. So anyway, should we, should we talk about what we're supposed to talk about today? Yeah, frame it. Frame what?
1: Whatever we're supposed to talk about today.
0: So we're going to talk about <laughs> opinions. Whose opinions matter to you? Whose opinions should you listen to? Whose opinions do you... Should you apply some discretion with? And whose opinions should you completely jettison?
1: And here's the thing about opinions, right?
0: Everybody has them.
1: They're like buttholes. Everybody has them and they all stink.
0: Not all of them. Some opinions are good.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to (laughs) say buttholes. (laughs) Wow.
0: Not all of them. (laughs) I don't don't (laughs) think my butthole stinks either. I, I keep it quite clean, actually. I even have wet wipes in my bathrooms.
1: Jeez, you are a person.
0: Hey, I
1: like keeping a, a clean butt. Well, so, I, if you, in case you uh, wanted to know about Stephen's bum bum, now you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Might be TMI. So,
0: this, this was born of... Uh, I actually sat and witnessed a conversation and kept my mouth shut. I know that's hard to believe, Ben.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen very often.
0: Good thing you're sitting down, because otherwise you would have fallen down, right? <laughs> oh, ah. So... This conversation, and this was the example I gave you when we when I when I wanted to talk about this, but I watch somebody who is literally as broke as a joke, very, very little in terms of income or investable assets, intelligent by all means, um, but just not smart with money, literally give advice to somebody who is smart with money, is doing the right things, is taking care of business. And was giving them information and investment advice on cryptocurrency and NFTs. And I'm like, okay, didn't say anything at the time. And after the fact, spoke to the person that got the advice, not gave the advice. And asked what they thought of it. And they were like, well, it seems legit. And I was like, well, first thing you got to do is go and research both a little bit. They're both bubbles for one. And in my opinion... And a lot of the money that's to be made probably has already been made. <laughs> I love
1: how <laughs> you're talking about the guy giving an opinion, then you go and give an opinion. Well, I gave an opinion, opinion because I
0: think <laughs> this person basically had them convinced that they needed to go all in on these two things. And it was like, like I said, I think you would listen to some Gary V stuff and like I think take end it, end it to day, the bank.
1: Some of them work and some of them don't. If you want to go speculate on stuff like that, then, you know. Don't do it with large quantities of money that you can't lose, but yeah. speculate away. Knock the bad self out. But the point it's was... not investing, though.
0: If you want to take advice from somebody, you got to credit... You, not credit check them, but credibility check them, right? So if someone's telling you you should do this, this, and this...
1: I think a Hooterite just walked by. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the first <laughs> thing you got to ask... Uh, Hooterite or Mennonite. One of those. Oh, um, the first thing you got to do is check are they credible in the field? Do they know what they're doing? Have they done it? And, you know, what's their background in this? And,
1: well, well, and I would say the other one is like, do you even care, first and foremost? Yeah. I mean, is it an area that even interests you that you would even seek out their opinion or even care to listen to their opinion? I mean, a lot of people offer opinions uh, that. Who cares? I mean, uh, y- their opinion is wasted on you because you don't even care. So if you didn't ask for it, then move yeah. on.
0: So you know what I don't tend to do?
1: Keep your opinions to yourself.
0: I don't give advice on golf swings because mine isn't perfect.
1: Yeah. So try to think about that. You know, I, me advice I
0: know a lot about golf. I know a lot about what I'm supposed to do. As a coach, my natural tendency is to find flaws in what other people are doing and try and fix it. So it's not that I don't see it. It's just that why would you listen to me when, from a credibility standpoint, I can't do what I'm asking you to do. I can tell you how to hit a draw. I can't hit a draw.
1: <laughs> this is funny. This, is, this reminds me of a story. Uh, so I was listening to the, uh, one of the country, I think it was Jane Kevin, mm-hmm. here locally, and uh I used to coach Jay's daughter, by the way. Cool. And they had on Kelly Graves, the women's basketball coach for GU, now moved on to yep. coach at Oregon. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about it because his son plays for GU m- m- on the men's. Will Graves, not a starter, but plays on the men's GU basketball team. And they were talking about the Final Four game um, and then going to the national uh, championship and him watching that and everything. And he was t- actually talking about, though, what I'm getting to is one of his students – who is big on social media, big into TikTok, and uh, has millions and millions and millions of followers. And he's like, if she would just spend as much time as she does on social media, this is a bit of a tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she would just spend as much time as she does on social media, focused on basketball, like she would have a bigger platform to be able to go and, and do that, uh, and go and you know yield her influence, if you will. But it kind of just reminded me of, of the story what you're talking about. like garner the credibility right get really good at basketball get drafted into the wnba i said that correctly right wnba women's national basketball association had to check myself there for a sec (laughs) not the best with sports acronyms and then you're going to have one heck of a platform like establish credibility establish fame and then go out there and offer humbly your opinion and your uh whatever you want to call your opinion (laughs) your take on life and how things are and which honestly, like, I'll be honest, like, sometimes that's why I even struggle with this, ep- like, this podcast in general. Because I'll say, like, well, who the heck are we to give uh, advice or even talk about some of the things that we struggle with when there's people that struggle with things that are a heck of a lot bigger than ours? So, I mean, this podcast is Steven said it before. I think one big opinion piece, and I struggle with even doing a podcast sometimes. So it's kind of funny that we're talking about opinions.
0: Yeah, but then you get feedback from people which lends credibility, right? When you get yeah. feedback from people, and, and I know I do as well, that, you know, this helps. Let yeah. me uh, let me read you a review that hasn't gone live yet that someone said, I'm going to post this, I just haven't figured out how to, so I had to send step-by-step instructions. So this was a review we got, and I thought, wow, that's really cool. Um. I start my Mondays with your podcasts. I value the challenging subjects you and Ben have been unpacking this year. They are ones that are important to achieving a balanced life and health. Your different life experiences and perspectives allow the subject to be discussed with contrast, color, and different <laughs> insights. I, ap- I think the color is my language. Um, I appreciate the respect and friendship in spite of your differences But you and Ben maintain cultivate... Maintain... Sorry, I missed the comma. Maintain, cultivate and share in the podcasts. That you, sorry. I'm reading like a remedial (laughs) kid today. Today, more than ever, we need to be able to agree to disagree. Respectful differences of thought. Acknowledge right for one may not be right for another. Mm -hmm. You and Ben model that in ordinary to extraordinary. And then it says, the review I can't post. It says, I loved your convo about the winery. For me, it's about a great taste and spending time with great people. The perfect blend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if oh, you're wondering what we're funny. talking about
0: with the winery, I, I don't like wine tasting or and beer that tasting. that was an opinion. Such, yeah, it was. But what I'm saying is we've built credibility with that person and we've built credibility with other people that listen regularly. Yeah. Um, and you know people reach out to you and tell you, hey, that mm-hmm. was good, I really needed that. Or, hey, have you thought about doing this? So, yeah,
1: I think funny i get people that were like hey i listened to your episode last week it was good i'm like you i didn't even know you listened to our podcast They're like oh yeah i've listened to every one of them you're like yeah. oh god like uh <laughs> i didn't know that I'm a, oh. please don't judge me please, yeah, don't, judge please me. don't judge me
0: steven's not a close friend i promise <laughs> yeah.
1: what, what's your opinion of the podcast what's your, sometimes some of the stuff but people are like i listen to your podcast you're like uh-oh which one
0: <laughs> yeah so i guess where i'm going with this is that Yeah, some people don't listen to their opinions. So the other reason I wanted to talk about this, and you and I discussed this, was it this morning? Yeah, it was this morning. And it was that a lot of times we listen to opinions or we listen to what we think is an opinion and we mishear what people's expectations of us are and stay in a miserable or bad situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you brought that up, so I'm gonna let you frame that, and then I'll just piggyback off of what you've got to say on it. Okay,
1: well, no, it, and it w- was expectations, right? And I, and I said, I think it's a lot of it's perceived expectation because what I was saying is, and you my family as an example, right? Like, I grew up in a marketing family. Both of my parents run the company, work in marketing. My brother is in uh, marketing. I could perceive that there is an expectation that I go into marketing, right? It's like I could see how somebody could feel like, well, my mom and dad did it. My brother is in it. I should go into marketing, right? And, but that might not be where your giftings lie. That might not be where you actually want to be. So is it that there is an expectation, like, i.e., my parents said I'm going into marketing? Not in my case, no. Or is would there be a perceived expectation that I should go into Into marketing, right? I mean, I've had people ask me before, like, oh, you work at your family's company, right? Or like, oh, are you in marketing in some way because of your family? Like, I've had people say, Clunt, that last name can't be associated with something in finance. That's a marketing last name. (laughs) That's just, it's just like, no, that's not how this works, right? So there are expectations, I think, that that are created for you. And then there are those that are perceived that you create for yourself that some are valid and some are invalid. Mm -hmm. I mean, and i think you need to do the soul searching to determine what's a valid expectation you have of yourself because there's expectations others have of you and expectations you have of yourself and the ones that really matter first and foremost are the expectations you have of yourself right mm-hmm. moral expectations is what i would probably go to being first and foremost and then the expectations of the ones that you respect and love and hold dear to you yeah so
0: i'll take that a step further and say that there's a generational element here in that your family and my family are probably similar in that my mom was telling us what she would be doing with her bedrooms before we were ever out of the house. Like, that room's going to be this, and this room will be this. <laughs> she was ready for you. And, yeah, yeah, and it's always, I mean, there was zero expectation that we stayed at home. How many
1: siblings did you have?
0: I've got five brothers, so there's six of us.
1: How big was their house?
0: Four bedrooms. So we shared, and then two older ones were out, and then I was out. And, but yeah, I mean, um, I think the longest one to stay at home was Chris. But even Chris was gone at sea, so he was only home for fleeting stops here yeah. and there. He now owns his own house. Just needs a bed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was we were we were raised with the expectation that hey, once you once your your butt's big enough and hairy enough, you're out the house, right? And
1: mom's not doing your laundry <laughs> anymore.
0: So yeah and you know it was it's not that I mean if I needed to I could go home and stay at my parents' house anytime yeah and it's always home but it w- it was I'm going somewhere with this by the way, but the expectation <laughs> was that you get the hell out yeah. right and I think generationally some people now will still be at home when they're thirty or thirty five or forty and they're living in parents' basements or they're just they're not i mean anytime I did stay with my mom when I was at college I had to pay rent. Did you really? It wasn't much, but it was, hey, here's whatever it is. Um, Now, in different ways, I usually ended up getting that money back. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't dependent on them per se, and we paid for for what we had to pay for, right? So, again, that's probably more of a cultural thing than a generational thing. But where I'm going with that is that often we have family members that want to give us advice or give us an opinion and whether it's a family member a friend a colleague there's a way to respectfully tell them to go f themselves and I think a lot of people are scared to do so when it comes to the the expectations and opinions so for instance we talked about your marketing background Um, I know people who are in career paths that they're they're not happy with they're miserable Mm -hmm. because that's the expectation of their family Mm -hmm. they might want to do something entrepreneurial that involves taking a risk yeah or maybe even taking a loan out to get started right start a business which some of the biggest businesses in the world started out broke getting a loan from somebody whether it be a bank or hard money and what you've got to do I'm not a big subscriber to the follow your passion, because a lot of times your passion can lead you down the bad roads. What you have to do is first figure out, is this thing that you love a hobby, or is it something that can be scaled and become a job, or is it something that it's always going to be a hobby? So I look at it from the perspective of musicians, right? Most of the time musicians reach a point where they're like, okay, I'm not going to make it as a musician I'm going to get a real job yeah athletes do the same thing I'm going to go a different path you can pursue that stuff for too long but if you don't pursue it you'll regret it right yeah totally. so there's that fine line there what I'm saying is that it's okay to tell sometimes family members friends colleagues other relatives that are not necessarily close family you know Uncle John at the, the Thanksgiving dinner that tells you what you should do when he doesn't have a steady job and never has and you know and i don't have an uncle john that does that by the way but i'm just saying that tell them to go fuck themselves in a respectful way and say hey i'm gonna do this take your own life by by the horns and 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 guide it lead it
1: i uh it uh i don't think she listens because she's 89 years old but i have a uh well, maybe we'll, we'll put this in a way that, for those that do listen, that know. <laughs> is, there is a relative <laughs> that w- likes to offer her opinion unsolicited to many members of the family. And whenever she offers it to me about something I should do, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And that's just my response anymore <laughs> to her. And mm-hmm. she thinks it's funny, right? But to me, it's just like, no, I don't. I yeah, yeah that's surely an option but i don't want to do that <laughs> and it's hard to argue i mean how do you argue with that that comment you're like i, I don't want to do that yeah it's just, you can't make me want to do something so that's great that that's your opinion of what you think that i should do based upon my situation but i don't want to do that well i think from a
0: traditional standpoint i think often the the argument was, and I, I experienced this in my household, so I, I'm, I still identify as Catholic. I go to Mass here and there. I would still say I'm a practicing Catholic. I don't think any of my other brothers do. Like, they've got zero interest in it. They're not religious. They're not not religious. They're just, they're good people, right? Some people want religion. Some people don't. It was really a bone of contention, not just with my mom and my dad, but even some other relatives that as they matured to be adults they stopped going to mass it wasn't a priority it doesn't mean they're bad people but that's more of a traditional sort of a expectation or opinion like if you don't if you don't go to church you're going to burn in hell kind of thing like you've got to be doing the devil's work and again well, and, and i
1: don't i mean i think if we're getting biblical right i mean the bible calls for us to be in community and that's why they want us to go to church yeah more so than than anything but community is is something different right church is the body not the the place so yeah it's like you can be, be where two or more are gathered you know mm-hmm. that is church
0: so and and i can share this i know that this is an opinion um but even as a, a, a catholic i haven't been to confession since i was 17. Um, I because think you use this podcast as your confession sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> no a, a, a priest spoke to me about confession outside of the confessional box, which I just saw as absolutely unacceptable, and I felt like it was a betrayal of, m- of my confidence in them in yeah. them and just a, a it was a betrayal so of their did vows. They, like, tell you something um, about like something no like oh. so when you go to Catholic high school we uh it wasn't like when you go to a church and you're in the box. and I mean, I was face-to-face with a guy and told him some things and nothing. I didn't murder anybody or anything like that. But he thought it was appropriate to address it outside of the confessional box. And it's like, nah. You tell me how many Hail Marys to say, you guide me through it in there, but once we're out of there, you don't speak of it unless I come to you looking for
1: advice. Um, well, so he brought up something to you that you yeah. had shared with him in the confessional. Yeah. So
0: since that day haven't been near a confessional i won't no do it major. it's just a part of the religion that i don't buy into and i've like i said it doesn't sit right with my mom i'm sure or other catholics but well and that's I just won't partake in of
1: catholicism i don't fully understand is the idea that you can't speak directly to god that, like <laughs> you have to do it through a priest you know
0: no there's lots of catholicism that i don't necessarily agree with or like or But it doesn't mean that the overarching message isn't good. No, absolutely. But, but yeah, yeah, we we digress a little bit. (laughs) But, yeah, so... Opinions. (laughs) Don't be scared to tell even family members to go F themselves. Their opinion matters, but not on that subject. And
1: we brought this up with regard. This morning I said, like, the really interesting one is it's easier to tell your parents, brothers, sisters, to some degree that you don't agree with them and you're going to like bugger off mom I'm going to have to do what's right for me right to tell your spouse that is something very different cuz you still have to live with them as a grown adult right yeah so we talked about this a little bit this morning we were just briefly discussing this on the phone i said when we're talking about whose opinions matter right like your spouse your closest friends your family a lot of the time when it, anybody who truly loves you right like they're going to they're going to give you advice And they're going to give you their opinion that they think is going to be most beneficial to you based upon the way that they've lived their life and the things that they've experienced. So everybody's opinion is going to be different for what you should do because every one of their inputs into how they've lived their life and what they've experienced in life is different. So just because that's their input doesn't mean that that's what's right for you, right? Or their opinion doesn't mean that's what's right for you. Um, But with your spouse, right, when you come together and you're supposed to, the two shall become one type thing, right, it's like, okay, a little different, and I was talking with Steven this morning about finance, specifically, my job, because I know uh, in the last couple of months, I've had two gentlemen approach me wanting to get into finance, but how do I get into finance, what do I do, like, what are some of the struggles, hurdles I'm going to have to overcome, right, what are the areas I could work in finance, and I'm talking about it with them, and we're talking about uh, specifically the role of a financial advisor, right? You're commissioned, you build a book, you don't really get paid for five years, but you have freedom with your time, there's the opportunity to make a good living after that five-year period of time, you can own your book, yada, yada, yada. And a lot of them, I think they blame, or there's they have this perceived expectation that their spouse will not let them do it. And sometimes it's legitimate, like the spouse does not. They're I mean, taking one a guy came gamble, to yeah. me and he's like, no, right? So... You have to decide at that point, like, honey, this is something I I really believe in my ability to do and I really want to do and I need you to support me and then hopefully they support you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or you listen to their opinion of the situation and their hopes and you don't do it. And I think that's hard because sometimes people's opinions, though it might go contrary to what you want to do, Mm is not going b- it's, to, it's, I mean, it's not the right thing. Because you want to say something, so jump in. I'll let you jump in.
0: Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of factors at play there. If you're talking about a significant other, first and foremost, their opinion absolutely matters. Mm-hmm. And it matters on a variety of things, right? So I think this is the same for family, but with a significant other. It's particularly important that you differentiate between their opinions of you in terms of, as a person so I we never want think them thinking positive. we never want them questioning our morality our character yeah our, our heart right we want them to believe we're good people doing the best we can for them and the people that we love right mm-hmm. but then their opinion on career it, while it affects them so they're, they're participants in it right yeah so for me it's not so much saying hey I want to do this it's more look I'm willing to take this gamble on myself I'm asking you as my partner to take this gamble on myself with me yeah now is it going to be tough will we be eating rice and beans and then beans and rice the next night for a year (laughs) yeah (laughs) by all means that's a nice way to put it yes so maybe so can we as a group or as a as a pair commit to that and if not tell me what your concerns are and see if I can alleviate them. Yeah. Because for me in that situation for somebody to say no you can't do that th- that's, that's them saying they don't have faith in your work ethic, your character your ability to w- get or it. Or they don't
1: want to go through the sacrifice yeah. of it. I mean uh, and I get that right? I mean it, if you have somebody who, and mostly it's usually monetary mm-hmm. like if you had somebody who was making good money and now you're going to tell them that they're going to go back to a lifestyle that they didn't enjoy before that's not an easy move that's a really hard move so and that was the biggest one for these two particular gentlemen that didn't didn't make the leap
0: mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes there's situational things sometimes it's hey we've got three kids you yeah, totally can you show me a pathway to where in one year's time you're earning the same or more than you are now if not Maybe what we have to do is you keep doing what you're doing. We save up some kind of buffer and then do it. But it's a discussion, right? So I think that's where when it comes to a significant other, there are things that you want them to have opinions on. You want them to tell people he's a good person. He's got a heart of gold. He works hard for me, Mm -hmm. for his family Mm -hmm. and the people that he loves. But they don't get to have the opinion that you will fail. It's not their place to say, no, you can't do that. You will fail at this. And I think that's For me, I would have reservations if if I was with someone and we'd committed to each other and they were saying, no, I don't think you can do this. I'd be like, wait, I can do what? When I put my mind to something, I'm going to succeed. So either you doubt me as a human or you doubt my character or you doubt my ethics or something, you got to talk to me about this. And there might be something that there's a... Not that I'm advocating splitting up or anything like that, but it might be something that you're like, is this a general consensus? Is this something that's always going to be like this mm-hmm. that you expect More me to driven. do what I'm doing because it's secure? Or should I get out the comfort box, experience discomfort for a short period of time? You know, what I'm going to quote Dave Ramsey, and it's like, do what, um, uh, do what, you've never done so you can get what you've never had mm-hmm. right and discomfort's a good thing so yeah but I'm the single guy so who wants to listen to me about
1: <laughs> about that well at least with with regard to relationships yeah, yeah.
0: so but I've never, I've
1: never had a, a
0: problem with having support from relationships I have been in for things that I say I'm going to do
1: no which is great mm-hmm. I mean I think every healthy relationship you want mutual support yeah but For sure. So, on the opinions, <laughs> where do you want to go next? <laughs> you don't. You don't have a direction. I was hoping something would come after my cell, but it, did, it didn't happen.
0: Well, <laughs> I would say there's different levels of importance when it comes to opinions, right? So. I mentioned social media when I talked to you about this this morning. And what a lot of people want to do is live a public life, right? So they're, they've got the relationship status on there. They've got pictures when everything's good. They share stuff when it's bad, you know, and it's like, oh, yesterday everything was great with that person. Today they're posting a passive-aggressive comment about mm-hmm. their partner. And what would you do if, hypothetically, blah, blah, blah? Asking and for a friend. So... Here's what I would say about that. If you want to live a public life and blast your shit all over social media, you have to have thick skin and be prepared to hear opinions of both people that agree with what you're saying and people that disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. And if you're not prepared to do that, get your shit the hell off a public platform first and foremost. Another thing I would say is that... um, in that space social media is not reality for very few people A lot of
1: brave people behind that keyboard
0: even if you think you share the good and the bad it is not reality people will have opinions on things that they have no knowledge of no experience of and some people are going to have all the knowledge and all the experience And your opinion is going to be that they do not have credibility with you. Therefore, you're not going to listen to that opinion. Mm -hmm. So social media has changed the world in terms of opinions. Everybody has one and everybody gets to yell it from the rooftop now. So I would ask you, Ben, on social media, and you're you're like me for the most part. I might post stories here and there. But my posts, my actual posts on social media are few and far between these days despite the fact that you and I live a fairly public life here uh, on the podcast, we also don't court controversy very often. So I would ask you what your theories behind that is. Like, you and Lauren tend to share, hey, this weekend we had a family weekend, we did this, we're in California, or look at this lovely view, or we bought this art, whatever it is. Um... So I'll ask you, like, what's your theory behind that? Why is it that? And what? How do you allow people's opinions on social media to affect you?
1: Hmm. Uh, I I wrote down here, uh, vocalizing your opinion, and is it beneficial? Essentially, so, anymore, especially on social media, like, I just try not to fall prey to keyboard aggression too because it's like there's a lot of things that you see that's that's a really dumb thing to say but it's like but my getting angry about it over social media is not gonna accomplish anything like it'll just lead to more back and forth via keyboard that is not productive in any way and then Somebody will come out of left field and join our conversation. And then someone will come out of right field and join the conversation. It'll get into this big thing where nobody's convinced anybody of anything, and everybody's a little bit more solidified in their own biased opinions, anyway. So, what's the point, right? And the reason why Lauren and I don't share a lot of stuff with regard to our—I mean, we share stuff, you know, a little bit with our personal life. But I don't post on social media a lot. To your point, if I do, it's a view or it's a project or it's a vacation or it's, you know, a crying baby or something like that. (laughs) Uh, So, and it's just because it's, it's nobody else's business to some degree in in my Mm -hmm. opinion, like we're going to live our lives and and it's not that we live it privately. It's certainly not private, but uh, I I don't think people care that much. Yeah. (laughs) Like all all these people that are like posting their, their pictures all the time. uh, Like what gets me is when you're on vacation and I get on there and your story has 15, like, images for the day. You're just like, so did you ever take any time to just be in the moment or did you just decide that you need to post your entire vacation mm-hmm. for everybody else to see? Was the point of your vacation that you get to relax and enjoy your vacation or that you get to post it all over social media is what I think when I see that. Uh, there was my opinion of people who post all of their stuff on social media. Take with it what you will.
0: Yeah. but I think doing the odd ones okay, but I agree, like, when it's like oh my god there's like 20 different stories yeah, there there's why? like 18 different pictures why? yeah it's like now i'm doing this and now i'm eating this and now i'm at the bathroom and now i'm yeah. you know i'm on my fourth drink and i had it i added whipped cream to this drink yeah. and it's like geez all right like <laughs> miss. that's a problem oh you've got 300 followers there's a reason that's a problem <laughs> um so you're addicted to attention at that point yeah i agree and I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think, but I don't
1: want to just glance over of what I said earlier, because I think it, there's there's discussion to be had on it, and that was is vocalizing your opinion beneficial, right? And in the office we talked about it, and I think I shared like I will say things sometimes that I'm like, oh, wish I didn't say that. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's opinion based. Sometimes it was somebody else's to say, not mine to say, right? So, anymore, i probably shy on the side of keeping my mouth shut, and I think that is, uh something that not many people do Mm -hmm. i mean we all want to give our opinion we all like to hear our name we all want to feel valued and our opinions when taken Mm -hmm. create value right and that creates i don't know if it's a dopamine hit but it is on social media when somebody likes it Mm -hmm. is like you know makes us feel good yeah us feel like yeah we are cool as fuck yeah well sure yeah that <laughs> well so
0: i can give an example on that right have i ever talked to you about the walk away rule no i don't maybe but i don't remember so you can call it the, the sleep on it rule the walk away rule um you ever typed an angry email and oh, hit yeah. send yep. and afterwards regretted it yeah yep. yep well my rule became. It's not even emails as much as, again,
1: going back to social media, yep. the social media posts. getting there.
0: So, my, my email rule used to be go sleep on it, read it again in the morning, see if you think you should still send it. Well, now it's the walkaway rule. Like, I'll type stuff out in response on a social media thing, and literally 99 times out of 100, I'll come back and read it, and I'm like, I don't need to delete, do that. Delete, 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 and I did it delete. yesterday. Um, gay gentleman. T- and this is relevant to the story, by the way, the fact he's gay. I'm not just, like, calling him out for being gay. Um, Owns a bar restaurant here in town. Posted an image yesterday. Tom Selleck getting out the Ferrari Hawaii Five-O, right? Short shorts, and I'm talking, like, lots of legs shown. And it said, the caption of the image, it was a meme, said, for reference, this is the length of shorts men should wear. Right? He then, in the comments, said, PSA to Spokane men. It's okay to show legs. It's hot, right? And I looked at it, and I read it, and I was like, all right, Mr. Social Justice Warrior, who has an opinion on fucking everything that's liberal, (laughs) right? And I'm not super conservative. I had typed out, like, I'm more of a slightly above-the-knee guy. I don't like long knickers. I certainly don't like short shorts like that. Um... But if I posted this same thing with a girl in hot pants with the same caption that you have, I would be a misogynistic, sexist prick.
1: Well, because you'd be a male posting about a female. Well, he's
0: a male posting about a male. So he's objectifying the guy.
1: Yeah, because of his sexual orientation. It's
0: a 100% double standard. So I had typed that out, put the phone down, left the room. Came back, did not hit send on that. One... He's a customer. Two, I don't need to be in a frigging public argument with him about that. Three, I would I'll say it to him privately next time I see him, right? That's the appropriate place to say, hey, remember you posted that? Just something to consider. The next time you're talking about feminism and, and all the things that you support, you're literally engaging in the behavior that I would be pilloried for as a, a white male, white straight male, and you did the same thing. And do you see the double standard? And he's a reasonable dude. And he would 100% agree with me and say, yeah, I probably shouldn't have posted that. And I don't need to embarrass him in public is what I'm saying. So to your point, you don't always have to have an opinion on things either. Well, no. A lot of the
1: time you should keep your opinion to yourself. If it's solicited... And That's I shared that thing. with you guys offline, right? I sent you the screenshot. Yeah, you did, yeah. And then you recorded it on a podcast that goes out to hundreds of people. But you That's know. okay. Yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> knows who it was, per se. Unless they saw the image and they yeah. followed you. But, but um, no, a lot of the time your opinions should really be kept to yourself, right? It's fine to have opinions and it's fine to, and you know, sometimes they're justified and sometimes they're unjustified opinions. If the person doesn't ask, like I had a buddy call up the other day who's going through some stuff. I won't say who he is or what he's going through. But, um, and he wanted my opinion. Like he asked, he goes, I, I appreciate your insight and your opinion on this. Level. Like you always have good advice. I'm like, great. Then I will be happy to help you through if you think that my opinion or my advice can help get you through a tough time, right? Mm-hmm. But especially in situations where it's already stressful and they're going through some stuff, you might ask, "Hey, is you know, I I'm not in your shoes. I might see the situation a little differently than you're experiencing, but you know, I have an idea of something that might work or that you might try differently. If you're open to hearing it, I'll help, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll share it with you. But if you don't want to, like, I'll mm-hmm. totally keep it to myself. Right? Instead of just v- verbally vomiting your opinion all over them." Right? like people do, it's like maybe just keep it to yourself. Or if it's something that you think will be truly beneficial. Hey, I think this might be beneficial for your situation. Do you mind if I share it with you? Yeah, And see, I like that.
0: Um, I've also had the, the conversation with people where they've said, hey, I'd love to understand why you have this viewpoint on this. Yeah, And you have to have a conversation with them before and say, hey look, happy to discuss it. Just know that based on your opinions and your belief set, you may not like what I have to say. And if you want to have a a candid conversation about it, I'm willing to do so without repercussion, without judgment. Just know that we're probably going to differ on this based Mm -hmm. on what I know. So Mm -hmm. similar to what you're saying, just sometimes you have to, when people ask for an opinion or, hey, let's have a discussion, a lot of people enter into these situations with the objective of changing your mind rather than understanding why you have the opinion. Yeah, and when you go into anything to change somebody's mind unless it's in sales and you're like hey I have some answers to the, the issues you had then you're usually going to be pissing into the wind
1: <laughs> man what's all over my pants <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll but like I yeah, a but, sprinkler
0: but to circle back to the, the, the question I had asked you about social media and how, how it affects you I've been there where I've posted things in my younger days I mean, I posted some stuff, and I can't think of specifics, but I remember seeing comments that were negative. Mm-hmm. One, it, it destroyed me internally. Like, yeah. I'm like, wait, I thought this was funny. I thought this... But maybe it was insensitive. Maybe it was mm-hmm. in bad taste. Maybe it was uh, an opinion on something that I thought I was educated on, but then someone makes a salient point, and you're like, oh, shit, now I look like a complete jackass, right? <laughs> so that's kind of why... I tend to post positive things on social media. Yes. I tend to post... I think that's a good way to go. Um, I tend to put po- uh, Very few opinions unless it's sporting opinions because I think that's usually healthy debate. You're not like, oh, well, you can't like Kobe Bryant because he's evil. Although, when he died, a, a bunch of people, when I was posting some of the things I posted, they're like, oh, well, he was a rapist. And it's like, well, that was never
1: proven. and No. I think he was never convicted of anything. I mean, if you want to look at the negatives yeah. of people, you can always find the negatives. Martin Luther King was a philanderer. Okay, I mean, <laughs> he, yeah. I mean he he had many extramarital affairs. So, are mm-hmm. we going to say that what he did was well, no, he did something bad once, so the rest of it is now tainted and bad? Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be supporting him because he had an affair. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. <laughs> Quit trying to look for the negative yeah. in things. Because if you are, you will find the negative. There's prefix. always negatives. Yeah. yeah. There's always negatives. What, what was my post this morning about optimism? Simon
0: Sinek, right? Oh, and it was so woke. Dude, you know what? <laughs> Not his quote, but my own very personal quote <laughs> was profound as fuck. <laughs> what was it, What was it, Stephen's chariot? I said... Oh, God, I'm trying to remember and I might be paraphrasing. I'm pretty sure I said... Perhaps the best way to sum up optimism is that it could always be worse, but it could always be better.
1: Let's see if that's what you said. (laughs) Loading, loading, (laughs) loading. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, where are our posts? How do you get to posts? Just go to the homepage. Perhaps one of the best ways to describe optimism is things could always be better and things could always be worse. Yeah. Looking on the bright side makes everything a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Hashtag podcast, hashtag OT, hashtag <laughs> podcast, hashtag, that, hashtag but,
0: but no, that's exactly what you just said, but yeah. like it can always be better. You could always do better. You could always strive for more. But regardless of
1: how bad it is, it could always be a lot worse. And it, that kind of goes with my uh, my saying and I've said every years and years and years is it's like you gotta strive to be happily discontent. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Like, you're like, well, how the heck does that work? It's like you gotta be happy with where you are and the effort you're putting in, but discontent with where you're at with regard to like achieving your goals, right? you like, you, it's is it wabi-sabi? Like, Wab- always con- I was yeah. just thinking wabi-sabi. wabi-sabi. I mean, I didn't know what the word was before we. Two words. The phrase was. <laughs> Before I w- when I was saying this, right? But that's what it is, right? Yeah. And it's like constant incremental improvement. I want to be content. I want to be happy with my life, but I never want to continue or or, or not continue to grow. Well,
0: the uh, there's a I don't know if it's a line in a song. I know it's a line in a song. I don't know if they coined it, but in an Oasis song, they talk about uh, true perfection has to be imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want to improve on it. Yeah. And what was perfect. 50 years ago isn't perfect now well, there's no perfect you could literally take the perfect picturesque life from 50 years ago and you could transplant it into 2021 and it's going to look like squalor it's gonna look boring right and there's there's just this there's this beauty of wabi-sabi which is a concept we've talked about before Japanese concept Simon Sinek talks about it a lot in the the infinite game book if you want to check that out. But Wabi Sabi is if essentially like, this, you know, before Apple releases their latest iPhone, they're already working on the model after that mm-hmm. because they know the second it drops, something's outdated, something can be improved upon. They get feedback, so they're working towards what they hope will be perfect, but only perfect for when it releases, not perfect forever. Otherwise, we would still be using the first iPhone there's mm. been many improvements made since then and we can apply it to life we can apply it to cars we can apply it to science you know medicine gets better you yep. look at you look at the first contraceptive pills we ended up with a bunch of kids that didn't have arms and legs developed all the way because of it um now the contraceptive pill is is used completely without incident
1: look at that a catholic cop so talking
0: about contraceptives yeah i d- It's not like they don't teach you what they are. (laughs) (laughs) They just teach that you're not supposed to use them. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, abstinence, abstinence, abstinence. And it's like, yeah, Father, let me tell you about abstinence. Rhythm (laughs) method. I know this thing's for more than peeing with, and I'm going to go and try it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Let me go back to our point. Vocalizing (laughs) your opinion, and is it beneficial? (laughs) 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 Oh, <laughs> I love when you get uncomfortable about things like that. Uh, it takes a lot more to get me uncomfortable than yeah. that anymore.
0: It's kind of like there's a there's a Scottish comedian called Billy Connolly. I posted about oh yeah, him on social media saying. a few weeks ago, and he's get a bit. He does, and he's like um, the rhythm method of contraception. <laughs> he talks Americans. You're going to yeah. laugh at this. Scottish people that listen to this, I'm sure you've heard it, but he's a uh, He's like, only a Catholic priest could come up with a line, at the point of ejaculation, withdraw. And he's like, (laughs) let me tell you something, Father. At the point of ejaculation, a herd of wild horses can't make my arse go backwards.
1: (laughs) 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 BMW Z3! BMW Z3! That's not the the same car! That is the exact same car! That it's is the not BMW the same, same car. That is the same <laughs> car. You lie in sack of shit. That was a BMW Z3. All right, I love that that car just drove by. You were right. I was wrong. Oh, praise the Lord! You should have taken that bet. <laughs> I'd be five hundred dollars richer. Yep, I'm glad I
0: didn't take the bet. You were right. But that's a that's a strange looking Z Z five
1: whatever it is. See, you don't even know what it was. Z3. The um that was a the Z3.
0: spoiler is unusual. The
1: spoiler on that car was the light unusual.
0: cluster has been edited.
1: Uh, the only difference I think was they had the black over it. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate that it drove by while we were on air. <laughs> That was so, Stephen, before we walked back into my office to record this, he's, he's like, you know this, because we tried to find this car, Stephen, he's like, you know that I'm not going to admit that I was wrong if we don't find that car, and then it drives by, and right out the window. Like 10 feet a, away. From, as we're recording. Oh, that was awesome. I just like stopped. I don't even know what we were talking about. I think we're done recording now.
0: Guess what, Ben? Your opinion doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Your opinion doesn't. Well, good thing because that's. Oh, God, there it drives by again. There
0: it goes again. They're just driving in circles now, (laughs) just
1: taunting you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, anything you would add, Benny Boo, on opinions and Uh, who matters and why they matter and when they should matter?
1: I'll tell you uh, how I deal with opinions. I love it. And then we'll, I'll end with that. In, it's not so much how I deal with opinions as much as stories in general, right? Because opinions are stories to some degree, I would say. Mm-hmm. So when I was in, in college, every Wednesday I would do lunch with a business professional or CEO in town. And my objective, uh, as I told them, was, hey, I want to hear your stories, I want to hear your opinions, and I want to take from that what I can that I feel is beneficial and apply it to my own life. Mm -hmm. So there might be portions of people's opinions that you find beneficial that you want to implement in how you live your life, right? And that's the beauty of it. You get to make the the decision as to what you're going to do with people's opinions and with people's advice that they give you. You can act on it, you can take tidbits of it, or you can... Say, screw the whole thing, and that's up to you. It's like, at the end of the day, you get to let yourself be affected or not be affected by other people's actions and opinions, and that's what yeah. I would leave it with.
0: I think in the professional world, when someone gives you an opinion, the polite way to acknowledge it, whether you're going to use it or not, is to say, I'll take that under advisement or no Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Again, and this is probably coming out of a place of mm-hmm. of, of hey, I think you can get
0: better at this. Or it could be experience, it could be you know, sometimes we get advice from people that they're reluctant to change. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going through an installation right now where basically the office ganged up on the person that made the decision and said, no, we need new technology. Get Stephen in here and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I went in and they're like, we're doing this regardless. And I said, yeah, but you got to understand that puts me in a bad spot because the person resisting this has an opinion and it's a valid opinion. I would like this to be a joint venture. So I delayed it and won them over. Mm -hmm. And it's like their opinion absolutely matters because they're a big part of what this office does. If you alienate her... By extension, you alienate me because she gets mad at me because I'm the one that implements yeah, this you for forced you. Forced yourself on them. So it feels like. Give me a day to spend time with her, find her concerns, alleviate her concerns, find solutions for the things that she needs, and that way we can all move forward together instead of one person resisting. So, to your point, the opinion piece, whether. I had listened to her or not probably didn't matter to the other people that were going to be using the products, but it definitely mattered to me and it definitely mattered to her. And I think overall by getting
1: consensus it's going to be a positive thing I was for everybody. Say, and it might actually matter to them. They might just not have cared. Be- or might, yeah. They're like, no, it's going to be better if she doesn't like mm-hmm. it. Tough, right? But the fact that she has bought into it now and she sees the value prior to the yes being truly mm-hmm. you know, done. Like Great, even better. 100%.
0: So I I would end by saying, I think, first of all, if someone's opinion matters to you, make sure it's their opinion of you and not of your actions or of what you should or shouldn't do. So as long as your heart is good, your intentions are good, and you're trying to do good by you and the people you love, people's opinions should not change of you. Mm -hmm. Asking for an opinion on a venture or a pursuit is 100% normal. Getting an opinion or advice on such things is not 100% mandatory that you follow it, regardless of whether it's coming from a mother, a father, a colleague, a brother, a sister, anything. You get to take all of the options available and make an educated decision, and sometimes if it's a chance, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Go with taking the chance. I, was, I like it. That's where I would go with it.
1: Well, so, can. we well, would love fun it. Fun topic.
0: Yeah, it was a fun topic. Um, we talked about Catholicism and ejaculation and all kinds of fun BMW things. BMW Z 3s Yeah, let's not talk about Yellow that anymore. With spoilers. <laughs> <and laughs> the bastard had to drive <laughs> by again, didn't he? <laughs> twice. <laughs> it's like they're driving in circles. <laughs> anyway, we would love it if you guys could rate, review, share, bring someone into the fold that hasn't listened to this before. Interact with us on our social media posts. We've actually been seeing a lot more mm-hmm. likes and comments and such. Yay. Which we absolutely love. Um, yeah, and if you disagree, we want to hear from you as well. We want to know why. Uh, um, Steven might want to. Also, we have some cool guests coming up. We do, yeah. But we're going to keep it at that. That's it. We're going to have somebody on
1: here that's going to be bigger than the Tiger King. I'm just going to say that. You think it's, he's trying to call his shots bigger than Tiger King? Yeah. Probably not. I mean, the Tiger King. I, mean like I, I wouldn't even, I'm not even sure this person would want to be compared to Tiger King. Like, you're saying bigger than Tiger King. I just King, mean but from, like a, from a popularity a standpoint. viewership standpoint. Yeah. Numbers. Peer, nothing yep. else, though. Because yeah. if I was this person, I'd be like, please, never again compare me to Tiger King. You do think it would be fun if we had the Tiger King on here? Oh, jeez. I'm not sure what
0: that would be. That might have to be the one where we're d- drinking. I would definitely need to be drunk. But then once you pet a baby tiger, you end up being his husband. So that that could get real weird real quick.
1: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> petting any tigers. <laughs> I have a feeling that guy, that guy identifies with his tiger or something else. You and I have way too many teeth for him anyway. So. Oh, jeez. And um, no mullets.
0: Yep. All right. Thank you, guys. Until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other.
1: Boom.